oddballs. Welcome to Audrey's World. I'm your host, Audrey Oyer. Audrey's World is a podcast that really focuses on wellness and in particular, sometimes more women's health heavy as I feel there's a big disconnect in some of our knowledge and just understanding and really what happens in women's health wellness and what we can do to help ease and alleviate some of those pain points. So that's why I started this podcast that drops every single Tuesday to help share this information and bridge those gaps. Now, some weeks I will go a little rogue and focus on more things that are um, either wellness specific or just current things I'm going through. I really want this to be just a little bit of a glimpse into my life and life is not just all wellness. There's a lot of other aspects of it. So thank you for joining this wild roller coaster of a ride with me and I appreciate you tuning in week after week and Maybe this is your first week, and welcome to the madness. I'm so happy that you're here and joining me through this. Last week, I went into a discussion about an article I came across, which was talking about how our menstrual products, um, specifically like tampons, have not changed since the date that they first came out. Um, Really, I mean, there's been some tweaks. We've seen new products come to board and everything, but it's kind of the same and it's not very creative or innovative or honestly probably super effective or maybe even super great for us. So if you're interested in listening to that and didn't already, I highly encourage you maybe checking that out or also checking out the article for yourself. I linked it in the episode notes. Um, So check it out there if you want to learn more or read the article for yourself too. But I learned a lot through it. I thought it was a very interesting take. They brought some good points to it. So I hope that you maybe learned something through that article as well or through the discussion that I I kind of prompted with it. With the pod, I try to be as objective as possible and kind of look on the outside in to then what I record after the fact or in this process. And I feel like lately, if I were an outsider, this podcast may feel a little doom and gloom. Like, we didn't know this or, wah, here's this info, da 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 And I just hope it's not coming from like a lack mindset. And I hope that maybe this podcast is showcasing where we can really just learn and grow, where we're at, how we can keep exceeding and growing and moving forward in this space. Tampon episode I just referenced. I don't want that to be a, wow, we're doing shit. It's nothing like blah, 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 blah. Where is more help? Like, yes, I definitely want that to be heard. And I do want there to be progress in the like tampon pad space. I think it's needed, especially after there being like 90 years of not a ton of innovation there. But I feel like whenever women raise their voice on anything, especially like women's health, it just doesn't get heard or it's only hearing the negative sides of that. And 
I hope that's not what this podcast is. I don't want you to tune in every week and just see what rant I go on or, you know, like, oh, what negative thing about women's health is Audrey speaking to this week? Like, I would hate for that to be the perception of this podcast. So I really hope that that is not it. But if it is, let me know. I just, I I really know that there are a ton of gaps in this space. And I just want to share those with you. So you're knowledgeable of it. I really do feel like knowledge is power. And just knowing where the gaps or limitations or where we can improve are really beneficial. And that's what triggers us I think to provide more innovation or to really, I don't know, fight against something or keep things progressing forward. So that's maybe more of where I'm trying to come from. And I I do just want everyone to have that knowledge and understanding of we can be doing better. We don't have to just accept this, what we have now. There's always room to grow and improve, but I really just, again, I hope that these episodes aren't coming off as a rant. I know, too, like, bye-bye birth control or your book on birth control, too, could also maybe seem like I'm maybe proposing you to go off of birth control or showing you why birth control might be quote-unquote bad. That's not it. Birth control is so great. It provided us so much freedom, and it allows women to have careers, have financial freedom and have a life outside of family or just really determine when they want to start that family, which is something we did not have for years and years and years and years. So it's not, uh, this is negative. Don't do it or stop doing this. Try this. It's none of that. I just want everyone to have maybe a little bit of a fuller picture into women's health because, It gets a bad stigma, I think, because it's about our reproductive systems and about a space that just not has not gotten a lot of attention before because it has such a for some reason like negative connotation and it it really should not. Our reproductive system is truly so powerful and is like so intuitive and is just so so crazy and beautiful and has a lot of like ups and downs and wildness but without it there can't be more life on this earth and I really do feel like it's connected to the earth in ways that we can't even comprehend so it's just so powerful so beautiful so intricate and that's why I think we need to be more innovative and be more involved and have more studies or just really dive into this space more because gosh I think there's just so much more that we can learn and we can be really using this to our benefit and not treating it like it's our deficit (laughs) okay that felt good I guess to say get off my chest but that's not what we're here for this week this week we are talking about sound frequencies. If you have been an oddball since the beginning, you will know I'm a sucker for frequencies. At one point, this is frequencies were the only thing I would listen to. I could have a little bit of a, I'll say palette or like a little bit of a duration for podcasts, but 
I couldn't listen to music. There was just something about it. I could, I think it was almost too distracting. Like I just needed frequencies and that was the only thing I could listen to. So I've been into frequencies and listening to frequencies for a very long time. And I've just noticed for me, they're one, if I'm like at work and really just need to focus in and or tune into something, these frequencies are the greatest things that I can listen to because I'm not getting caught up in a like, oh, I love this song or like, oh, this song is annoying me right now or like mm, next, you know, whatever. Like it just allows me to kind of like it's a little beat in the background. Sometimes I'll say it reminds me of like a spa day just because it's very like full of different melodies and has a great little tone and like is enough. You know, it's a little something, but it's not I don't know, too attention grabbing or, you know, whatever it, it can be enough or it can just be background stuff for you in that moment. But, um, also I love frequencies because not only do I like use it when I just need to focus or whatever, I really do come out of it most of the time, just like after listening to them, whether I'm pairing that with like a chore, a walk, work, you know, whatever, I just feel like, hmm. Like calm, cool, collected, chill, or just maybe even like refreshed too. So because of that, I've just been very interested on like how the hell do frequencies do that to me or why is that maybe what happens and and everything. So I really wanted to dedicate a full episode into frequencies and why they've maybe benefited me in this way and how they can possibly benefit you. So to kick things off, we do have to have a little bit of an anatomy lesson, and that's on our brain and specifically neurons. So the brain is made up of several different like specialized uh, cells called neurons. Neurons specifically are responsible and specialize in cell transmitting nerve impulses to the nerve cells. So how your brain essentially communicates to each other is through these like nerve impulses that then transmit that information from different nerves to cell to cell to nerve cell to nerve cell, all of that. And to go into it just a little bit deeper because I think it's cool and also could be helpful to know and I don't know, just better wrap your head around everything. So um, the neurons are the fundamental units of the brain and nervous system. So it's your brain and essentially spinal cord and they're responsible for receiving sensory input from the external world for sending motor commands to our muscles and transforming and relaying the electrical signals at every step in between. So essentially, essentially, your neurons then help to grab the information that you're seeing, feeling, experiencing in our external world and kind of relay them internally to your brain and spinal cord. So spinal cord so that we can have motor functions and just essentially like process the information to our body that we're experiencing externally. Very cool. Very crazy team neurons in the way that scientists, doctors, everyone in between then measures your neuron or like neuron activity is through electroencephal 
angiography, so also known as an EEG. And the reason I'm telling you about an EEG is because this is how we can then understand sound frequencies and overall just frequencies in general. In the way that everyone, those individuals then like track EEGs is by attaching sensors to your scalp and then they record the electronic feedback from the brain and map them out like waves. So like if you've seen those different, like I'm thinking of a movie, like <laughs> and maybe, you know, media isn't the best to portray what's actually happening here. But we, you know, you see those graphs of like brain waves of either like your heart, same way they, um, how scientists like track and map those is through electronic waves eat like known as an EKG. So see, they look similar to that sort of thing. So calculating the sensors onto a map and outlining them like waves. Those waves are then what is known as frequencies and brain waves can occur at various frequencies. Some can be super fast, others can be slow. Um, this can be based on different like brain activity and states that we're in. And also not only like brain activity states, but emotional states. Um, and then the brain waves are divided into kind of like broad categories based on their wavelength and the frequencies. So um, the most like widely used kind of frequencies um, are delta, theta, alpha, beta, and gamma. These are also measured in different cycles per second known as hertz, which trust me, that, that comes in handy here soon. Another quick science refresher or, or maybe new information to you. So delta waves are like one to three hertz. So these are very slow frequencies, but have the highest amplitude. So we experience the delta brain waves while we're sleeping. So, um, you know, not a lot of maybe emotional state happening in her sleep, but we do have a lot of like amplitude happening while we're sleeping. Theta is then also known as four through seven hertz. And these brain waves indicate like a relaxed state, a dreamy state, usually attained um, during like meditation or stress-free relaxation. And it represents like a twilight zone between sleep and awakefulness. Very exciting. I kind of personally want to live in like a theta state, I think. <laughs> um, then our alpha frequencies or brain waves are kind of, they take place at the 8 through 12 hertz frequency. And these brain waves are slower, but they're really larger. And they're associated with like normal relaxation um, kind of state. So while waiting for external, stimul external stimuli to affect it. So if we close our eyes and relax, relax, picturing kind of peaceful scenes, there is an increase in our alpha brainwave activity, and it is the idle or kind of like neutral gear of our brainwaves. Then we have our beta frequency, which is 13 through 38 hertz, and these brainwaves are fast. They're fast and short, and they're associated with levels of concentration or mental or intellectual activity. So it rep represents a state of high alertness. And then the final one that we have here is the gamma frequency. So that is 39 through 42 hertz. And these brain waves are like fast little blips of subtle vibration like 
states. So it's usually associated with then regulating perception and consciousness. Very crazy. Um, I would definitely kind of like Google these. It's kind of hard for me to describe what those brain waves look like visually. So if you're interested in what those different states look like, I'd really recommend kind of like pausing here, doing a quick Google search or or kind of looking into it there because it might be able that like visual association I know really is kind of helpful for me. So maybe if you're a visual learner too, that could be helpful. Normally, we cannot change the brave brave wave patterns um, because we don't usually know what state they're in and trying to change our thoughts and change our patterns of mind is really difficult. However, this is the key. We can influence those brain wave patterns. So through proper like external conditioning, we may be able to exert enough influence that through a consistent and constant effort, the changes become gradually like enduring and gradually with the feedback matching the influence, this then changes the brain wave frequency. Crazy. This practice of influencing brave waves, brain waves to achieve certain states is termed neurofeedback. So kind of the goal when I listen to frequencies, which I'm literally just learning here um, on the spot, is is me trying to like achieve this neurofeedback. Okay, so now why does sound have such an effect on our brain waves? It's because that's how they move out of our brain waves move at this frequency similar to how sound does so those frequencies kind of meet and that's how sound can then influence essentially our thoughts our feelings and our brain wave patterns crazy okay so that's just kind of the layman's version of it but the sciency kind of <laughs> packed version of that is this Neurosound is a form of neurofeedback with auditory stimuli, such as music, binaural beats, or even positive affirmations, which I personally love. And these are then utilized to influence our brainwave chemistry to get that desired effect or that desired kind of feeling, thought, etc. And this can be used to achieve better brain health, so learning the abilities and enhanced cognition. While it is relatively a new practice and in the realm of science, so we're revolutionary here, using sound and vibrations to influence our physical and mental health has been around for ages. So we know this especially because um, through like Native American rhythmic drumming to Georgian chants used in churches and sound and music have been such a great impact in promoting health and healing. Neurosound is the practice of how music and sound can affect our brain waves, thereby impacting our physical and mental well-being. So I don't know if you caught it there because I know it's something I kind of glimpsed over the first time I read that bit of information was essentially sound has been influencing our thoughts for centuries. The What kind of caught me there was the, the chants. So the Georgian chants that were mentioned, that's like essentially hymns and different um, 
I'll say songs that you sing in any like church mass or kind of spiritual gathering really to help relay those messages and kind of get that thought feeling associated with those teachings, practices, whatever in our minds, which is so crazy. So I think if you can kind of relate it to those sorts of things, like I can tell you, I grew up in the Catholic church and a lot of those songs I haven't been to church in years, but if I get sort of a start of a beat to one of those songs, it comes right back out. And same with just not church-related songs or anything. So the biggest also example I have of this is recently on Hulu, She's the Man came back or um, was released on Hulu. I was fucking obsessed, like obsessed, I don't even think covers it, for how much I loved and still love She's the Man. I can quite literally, at one point in my life, I could just say the entire movie front to back without even like really thinking. I watched it at least once a day for one summer, and I'm obsessed. But there are like all of those songs, I haven't heard them in probably at least eight years since the last time I've seen the movie. And over the weekend, I truly, all the songs, all the like language, all the quotes and stuff from the movie scenes just came running back to me. So it's kind of just another, I'll say connecting point with how much sounds and other things, but we know can like trigger our thoughts, our feelings, emotions, our memories, everything. So just kind of little, I guess, side rant on She's the Man. Okay, so back to frequencies and back to different, I'll say, noises. So what when I was doing this research, I thought it was very interesting that a lot of the, quote, no, noises or frequencies, they have a color associated to them. So I think we have all heard of white noise. And white noise holds all sounds of the frequency spectrum at the same volume with the sound waves that move through lower and higher frequencies, producing a consistent sound that drowns out other noises. So for examples of like a white noise, this would be like radio static fans, air conditioning units, etc. So I think we've all, you know, like we have white noise machines or whatever, and it helps, as we know, block out all the other sounds that are happening in the area. So then there's also what's called a green noise. And a green noise variation is kind of like what happens after the white noise, I'll say. Um, And it lies in the center of the frequency spectrum, which has fairly limited range. So this is around 500 hertz. And green noise is equal energy to like gentle hissing sound or like a waterfall, waves, um, waves on a beach and et cetera. So it's more of that, like I'll say organic or natural noises that we kind of hear. Birds chirping is another um, frequency in this like 500 hertz. So just another kind of interesting way to, instead of maybe thinking just on like hertzes or different frequencies, um, scientists and those in the field have deemed these different frequencies kind of with different colors that help associate with what those noises 
kind of contribute to, I guess, or just a connecting point. So more examples of this are pink noise. This is one that I had never heard of until I started researching. Pink noise is similar to white noise in that it's very, um, it's a consistent frequency or a pitch, but uses lower frequencies and deeper sound waves. So pink noise creates a like flat, even sound, kind of like a steady rain. Another example is brown noise, or it's also called red noise, which uses an even lower frequency sound to produce a low rumbling noise. So it's kind of like a thunder that's very far out or like far away from you. So maybe this is what you Google when you're trying to (laughs) fall asleep (laughs) at night and maybe just need some extra background noise. I know that is me when I can't sleep. So next time I'm in this predicament, I... We'll have to check this out, but I think it's very cool and just interesting, and I really like that maybe we can associate um, a frequency, like a hertz and whatever, to a color. I think that's one easier to maybe remember or have a connecting point to, but you know how that there are some people that have this like different, I'll say like, it's truly like a sixth sense where their senses are kind of like muddled a little bit where they can like taste sounds or like taste colors or, you know, like names. Sometimes they can even associate people's names with like a color, like an aura. I feel like this is like kind of how it's all related. So if you know someone or you are someone who has this, do these colors that are pointed with these frequencies match for you or not? I would love to know. I feel like that would be very interesting and we really need someone to like get a pulse check on that. So if that's you, hit me up. Another reason, kind of how I got into loving frequencies was through a sound bath. I I'm a slut for sound baths because I'm a slut for frequencies. I just, I love them. I don't know what it is. Clearly, I'm into this neurofeedback, whatever. But um, I love sound baths. I've only done two before, like officially, in my life. Um, The first one brought up a lot of, I'll say, negative feelings, which I was not anticipating. Um, I was really expecting to come out of that like so refreshed, rejuvenated, excited, having this new positive, like extra positive take on life. And it actually humbled the shit out of me and really brought some things to light um, that I was not expecting. So I recommend sound baths though so much because I needed that. I needed to be humbled in some ways and needed just to, I don't know hear that information. So it sounds a little hippy-dippy. It sounds a little crazy, but I don't care. I think it is so cool. And just exploring this realm of life through these different endeavors or through these different, like I'll say, modes is, I think, what life is all about. Trying new things, learning, growing. As we know, I feel like those are my themes lately, but I don't care. I just want to see and learn everything. I I want to be curious. I want to explore and I want to like take in those opportunities. So, so I will. (laughs) Um, But 
sound baths are essentially just a ton of different frequencies through um, a bunch of different instruments and modes of, like, I'll say frequency activation that invoke a lot of different thoughts, feelings, emotions, etc. That was just my own personal definition of it, but another really good source online um, provided this definition, which I also love. The idea is that anything that goes wrong with your body corresponds to an imbalance in one of these energy centers. The sound bath can reset these centers and get your energy moving in the right way. Then the corresponding parts in your body can heal. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And this came from an article um, from health.clevelandclinic.org slash sound bath. So yeah, really the idea behind sound baths is a lot of healing, and it's healing through these, of course, frequencies. Um, Another idea kind of behind sound baths is that not all sound vibrations are created equal. So in other words, like certain frequencies have to be a little bit more beneficial to specific areas of your body. So um, for example, like different um, kind of patterns of these instruments or of these frequencies as well maybe pertain better to um, different chakras if you're into chakras or different parts of your body. So if you're um, having maybe a stomach issue or a digestive issue, different frequencies can actually help to like heal that said digestive issue or stomach problem. It's very cool. Yes, I know it sounds very woo-woo, but give it a shot. I and guys, it's not going to happen in like the first 30 seconds. So have some time, give it some patience, really like see it through, but just try things like this. I think if you're open to it, it will come to you and oh, it is just so cool. Yes, it's woo-woo. Yes, it's out there, but trust me on this one, try it. Um, try sound baths if you're into like healing or maybe just need to try healing through a different mode. Um, it's really, really cool and can be really eye-opening. Um, yes, it may not all be super positive, but that's why it's eye-opening. You need to sometimes hear things that you don't want to or see things that you don't want to, but it's actually not always what you want is what you need. So I'll kind of leave it at that. Um, but in a sound bath, there are a few different instruments that the I'll say healer or person leading the sound bath may use. And some of those instruments could be like a gong, crystal singing bowls, metal bowls, type it in singing bowls, tuning forks, chimes. Um, It's really cool. The setup is out there. And usually, um, I guess if you've never done a sound bath, what you can expect is to really go into this space wearing comfy clothes, like wear sweatpants, wear whatever makes you feel very comfortable. You'll probably be lying on either like a yoga mat or even a ton of blankets and pillows. It's all recommended to bring or, you know, the, um, the facility or wherever you're going may, may provide those to you. And it's really just, um, like you get into this meditative state, um, and really just kind of relax, chill, and then um, after maybe a, med- a little meditation, um, also beforehand, your instructor will probably give you a little bit of, more of a rundown of what they're doing too. But then they just ask you to like lie down and experience the next few sounds and frequencies that just happened. So mine was um, about an hour long when I've done them. 
And then from there, it's just through the different gong, chimes, bowls, you name it. Um, there's just different melodies happening. And I think for me, at least what I've been told is why it's so successful in the healing process is not only from the frequencies that are happening, but it's because your brain can't predict the pattern in which those frequencies will come. Um, so it just kind of keeps your mind like moving, going kind of, um, I guess second guessing or not second guessing, but it keeps it on, on your toes. Um, and that's why I think it really helps to move through those healing properties or just go through different trains of thought and be open to different perspectives, new things that, um, you know, whatever, keep things eye opening, I'll say. Um, so that's, again, that's kind of like my personal definition and my experience and what, I've been told, but if you're interested in sound baths and these types of frequencies, dig into the research. I encourage you to like search on it on your own and really see what, um, what that research yields. And I would recommend just trying it for yourself, but you can kind of dip into it too. I know like Spotify, I have a full playlist that is full of different frequencies, but you can also find, um, versions of sound baths there on YouTube, everywhere, um, a lot of different places. So if you're interested in maybe giving this a little bit of a try, I would encourage maybe doing that first and then like signing up for a class or, you know, go rogue and just go wild and do that right, right away too. Either way works if that's something you're interested in, but could be really cool to try out. So yes, I am a huge lover of frequencies and would encourage you to explore them as well. Now, I would love to share my frequency playlist with you all. So if you are interested, you know where to find me on social media, DM me or email me, and I will be more than happy to like make this a public playlist and have everyone listen to it, or maybe just try it out for yourselves. So let me know, keep me posted. But there also are, if you're on Spotify, there are so many different, um, like frequent frequency playlists that you can just explore and find on your own too. So like, for example, when I type in the search bar frequencies, I already start to get a bunch of like manifest manifestation frequency playlist. I also get um, frequency for whole body healing, powerful recovery, um, one that repairs DNA and boosts positive energy. Um, just so many different great ones. Anxiety healing, make your dreams come true manifestation frequency. Um, so there's just, there's just a ton. And I think you can really start to dive into it and um, play with maybe different frequencies or different playlists there. So if you try that, let me know. I would love to hear it. I think it's so cool. And I would quite literally love more than anything if oddballs just became like huge frequency listeners. And, um, I don't know, we kind of came, became like not a cult, but I'll say a big groupie around sound frequencies. They are just so cool and so, so, so beneficial. So I hope that you loved learning about kind of like the science behind frequencies and how maybe you can put those into different practices through maybe when you're trying to sleep or even if you're trying to heal and manifest. So let me know if 
you try this, if you now are into frequencies or if you're dipping your toes in it even, I would love, 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 love to hear it. Thank you so much for taking the time today to listen in and explore something new. As always, if you are interested in this, feel free to follow me on social media. I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Audrey's World, or you can also rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. That really helps new podcasts or newer podcasts like mine to kind of get some traction and get things going. So you are the best. I hope that you have the best day and love you.